All right, Bartender Journey episode number 23. Vano's on the phone again this week, but before we get to that, I want to remind you about our new website and the contest you can enter on our website. So go to bartenderjourney.weebly.com. So bartender journey, no space or anything there. A dot. Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. And there you can enter our contest for Fabio Hangover Protection. And you got one more week to do it. We're going to give it away next week. So uh, enter the contest. And uh, Fabio Hangover Protection, we talked about this before, is a very good tasting product and uh, full of vitamins and stuff and prevents hangovers is its job. And I've uh, sampled some and uh, it's a great product. Last bit of news, Tales of the Cocktail coming up. I can't wait to head down to New Orleans for that event. I've never been before, but sure looking forward to it. If anybody out there is going, let me know. Maybe we can meet up for a cocktail. You know how to get in touch with me, right? Vince.bartender at gmail.com or on Twitter at barkeeptips. Get in touch. All right, here's the call with Vano. Yo. Vano, what's up? What's up, money? How you doing, man? Ah, it's all good. How you living? Not too bad, not too bad. What you been up to? Ah, you know, working, my friend. Uh, getting ready for um, July 4th. How you... I've, Congratulations on your new gig, my friend. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, I haven't announced this on the show yet, but now I'm working at a new place. It's uh, kind of an upscale Irish pub, and um, yeah, it's been cool. I'm digging it. Well, I want to uh, take time to uh, recognize and congratulate you on your persistence, uh, because if the listeners uh, recall, you kind of talked about this in one of the episodes. I, I believe, if I'm correct, it was right before St. Patty's Day that you actually went down there and did an interview. Well, you know, it's funny. I, you know, it's funny. I actually went there for the first time. Well, it, it it's sort of a neighborhood kind of place. I, you know, I've been there several times, but I actually went there with a friend, um, a friend that you know, and uh, we sat down sort of late afternoon, happy hour time and um, had a beverage and started talking to the bartender there who actually happened to be the manager. And I, and this had to be a year ago. I, I swear it was maybe more than a year ago. And I asked, you know, are you ever looking for people to fill in or even full time? And, uh, you know, I'm considering leaving where I'm at or whatever. And um, so he said, yeah, yeah. And he was interested and he took but took down my information. I didn't hand him a resume or anything. We were just, you know, just there to hang out. So uh, that had to be over a year ago. And then, as you said, it was the day before St. Patty's Day. I went back again, a little more formal, and asked, um, hey, are you?" Uh, I brought a resume this time and, and was a little more uh, persistent and uh, insistent, maybe I should say. And another three or four months went by, and I stopped in there a couple of times and had a drink or something to eat and made sure I said hello to the manager, shook his hand. Finally, he called me up, and uh, here I am working there. <laughs> yeah, you see, I mean, you know, that's why you can't get discouraged if you think about it. It took over a year, and then, uh, you know, to physically go there, follow up with a resume, and then that was, what, in March, and you got a phone call a couple weeks ago to start working live. Actually, it was last week. He called me on a Tuesday, I think it was, and asked me, uh, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> uh, like well, so, what do you do? Like, what are your duties? Well, it, yeah, it's interesting. It's um, way different than where we were working together. It's um, th- this guy, the manager. He actually he gets there way early in the morning. I don't know what time, nine o'clock in the morning or something. And then if you if you're the nighttime bartender, after he leaves eight eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, now you're the manager all of a sudden. 
So that's, uh, you know, it's a lot of responsibility. I mean, you know, you're closing up, locking up, putting in the, the code to uh, turn on the alarm at the end of the night, putting all the cash in the, in the safe. And so there's a, a lot of responsibilities, which, you know, which is fine, which is cool. And uh, even if the waitresses have a problem or anything, they'll, they'll come to you and you, you got to sort it out. And you got to, you know, if there's a problem with a customer or you got to void a check or whatever it is, you're, you're the manager now. So um, that's cool, but there's a lot of there's a lot to learn, and um, there's a lot of procedures to follow, which which is fine. Uh, I don't really have a problem with that at all. But um, I agree with it. There should be procedures in place. I was tra- I, I did a couple of days training there with other bartenders. The manager didn't train me, which probably would have been the right thing to do for him because you know now that now you got other bartenders saying, well, you know, this is what he wants you to do, but this is what we actually do. <laughs> so you know what I mean. Yeah. So, but it's, uh, but it's, a, sorry. Clear as mud as they usually say, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. So, you know, I'll, I'm sorting it out, finding my way, but it's, it's all good. Well, Vince, I give you, I mean, honestly, I, I'm telling you, man, that, I mean, just huge props. Cause I, I, you know, from your tweets to your frustrations of trying to land a gig and, uh, your persistence, and I mean, and this sounds like a, but this is right up your alley because I, I call it first. It's just a matter of time before you open up your own place. You're definitely, you know, that that's been on my mind. <laughs> I won't yeah. deny it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and this is right up your alley, and uh, I give you a lot of props, man. I mean, that's cool, and uh, I'll definitely check it out once you're done and running, man. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And I got to tell you what, uh, the owner of this place. Everybody talked about the owner. I'd never met him. He, even when I went in there as a customer, he would talk, people would talk about this this guy. But he, he has a couple of different restaurants, and he's not there all the time. And uh, you'd hear this name, and it's kind of an old school name. And uh, I never met him, you know. And even uh, the last the other day when I was there working, he called up on the phone. I knew I was talking to the owner. Um, and still, I, I kind of assumed that he was sort of this older je- Irish gentleman. He, he has an Irish accent. So then, then uh, later in the day, there's this young guy there. He comes up to the bar, and he's wearing this um, Bud Light um, kind of golf shirt. You know, I thought he was like a beer delivery guy or something. I didn't know who he was. All of a sudden, he's behind the bar, and he says, Hi, you're Vince, huh? I'm the owner. It's nice to meet you. Welcome on board. And, and, he, and this guy, he's a young dude, man. He's young. So you know, it just goes to prove that uh, if you got if you set your mind to it, you can, you can open a successful place. You can do anything you want, right? But I, I was just shocked about how young this guy was. Oh, that's great, man. I'm, I'm I'm proud of you, dude, because it was uh, it's a grind, and I'm seeing that now because I kind of just tapped out of where we used to work. I just you know stopped working because I wanted something different, and. Um, I, there's I, like we talk about an interview getting the intel like how you got the intel of this place and you really just kept being persistent there's three places I want to work that I narrowed down and two of these places I physically went and filled out an application and actually had a quick interview with uh, a um, the manager who who this girl is extremely rude wouldn't even look at me and I had to get get my point across in like literally five seconds. <laughs> But I was cool. I filled out the resume, and then there was another place where I went to. Where not that I went to it was I found it on Craigslist. They were looking for bartenders, and I had filled out a. I had to send them my resume, and they want to know a little bit about about me as a bartender. 
But something really interesting happened. Well, they want to know about, you know, describe yourself, what you do, and so they can know about you. I thought about the interview that we had with uh, Brian and Brianna from Cali. Right. About their bar and how Brian stated, like, you know, I have a lot of experience like you have. And yeah. sometimes, you know, owners don't want that because, you know, yeah. for whatever reason, you know, they, they kind of want someone in the middle. So I remember Brian made a comment that, you know, if he gets someone with a lot of experience, he wants to make sure that person's not set in their ways, mm-hmm. that they're like water, that they'll go with the current, you know? Mm-hmm. And I put that in the email that when I, you know, describing myself, I kind of, I closed it. I closed it really strong where I stated that, hey, you know, I'm a, my goal is that I'm a very passionate bartender and I take great pride in being a bartender and I'm humble. And then I highlighted that I, I remain teachable. Mm-hmm. You know? Cool. And then to top it off, dude, to top it off, just to, to kind of, you know, how, you know, how you're talking about being persistent. I did these interviews. The two interviews that I went to were, were two weeks ago. I called them le- this past Friday and I left a vo- voicemail just to say, hey, I'm following up. Right. I filled out an application. And then this is what I did. I gave like a cliff notes of my resume. Cause, you know, cause they probably threw the resume out of, you know, whatever. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You want to assume you, this is my experience. And also, I'm available to work this July 4th. I told uh, them. I, all, all three places. The one place I emailed, I told them I'm, I can work July 4th. And then these two places, because I figure someone's going to call out sick July 4th. Right. And I'm really looking to get a, a gig closer to home because where we work, well, you know, that it was just too far for me. Right. So I'm just trying to be persistent. I'm trying to be crafty and, and think out of the box. So, you know. Yeah, that's good. Well, we have the one uh, one or two Twitter followers who message us and get discouraged. You know, it's his, uh, trying to get his first job and it's discouraging. He's not getting calls back and whatever. And, you know, look at me. I, I first went to this place a year ago and, now, you know, now I'm working there. So uh, that's what you got to do. You got to don't give up. Don't get discouraged and uh, keep at it. You know, don't don't get down on yourself. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. absolutely. And uh, it's funny, you know, you know, working live, you know, when you, you know, especially for the new people, when you, your first time you work, your focus should be like a single minded focus. When you work your first actual live event, all you're thinking about is, is just working that event. You're not thinking about your crack windshield. You're not thinking about your car payments late. You had a problem with your girl. You, you, you're just in the moment. You're, you're, you're zen. You're just totally in that moment from second to second, you know, from minute to minute to hour to hour. That is that is your only focus, you know, when you're working behind the bars. It's crucial. And that you are not a – and this is important because this is what, what I used to do, and, I, and it took me a long time to stop this. I you Do not become a prisoner of the outcome. Hmm. Do not be held, hot, held hostage to the outcome. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. At the end of the shift, whether you get it or not, you can't you you can't control that. What all you can do is just be the best that you can be from that moment when you walk in, and you just you just drive through that motherfucker. Yeah. Whatever happens, if you have a hiccup with a drink, you ask for help. If the kid kicks, you don't know how to change it. You ask for help. You know if something goes on, and that's all you can do is just be the best that you can be. And after and I'm just and after you complete this, after you complete the first time you bartend. Because a lot of listeners have been following us from the beginning. They're, they're starting to go out there, 
and, and, and work in these events. After you actually work a live event, your first one, reward yourself. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Go out, get a meal, get a drink, go to a movie. Tweet us. Let us know. I just worked my first live event because that, that is huge, and that's how you get confidence. I mean, at the end of the day, and that's, that separates from the people that have a romance with becoming a bartender and just, like, they're in fantasy land that, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to be this, that, versus the people that are actually going there and crashing and burning and working it live. I mean, so. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. I like that. I still get nervous. And I'm sure you were nervous, too. I mean. Well, yeah, working in a new place, it's not an easy thing. I'll tell you, you know, I'm working with a, a POS system I never used before, and and there's a lot to it. And uh, they, they got, um, it's sort of like this upscale Irish pub kind of place, but they have um, they have the uh, the lotto machine thing, you know. I never used that before in my life. I don't know what to do. And, you know, and all the, so here I am getting trained by the the other bartenders. And like, oh, it's so easy. All you do is do this, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I should probably write that down. No, no, it's easy. All you do is blah, 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 blah. And, then, you know, next thing I'm like, okay, now to, now tomorrow I'm working all by myself. No other, no, no other bartender there, you know. So I'm like, I, I, I wish I had written that down because I'm not sure I'm going to remember it. So there's 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 a lot to remember, you know. I mean, it's not it's not just a matter of pouring drinks. There, there's all the you know, there's lights that I have to turn off at the end of the night. There's a you know security code I got to punch in when I leave. I'm I'm the, I'm the last one to leave. The, the guy told me um, the kind of senior bartender I was training with one night. He goes, um, you know, even if like the kitchen staff is here late doing specials, you know, let's say they have a big event the next day or um, they're doing a special uh, once a month cleaning kind of thing whatever it is if the kitchen staff is here later than you which doesn't happen very often but if it does you got to wait for them even if you're done there's no customers left in the bar you're the manager now you you lock up you know what i'm saying (laughs) so so there's a there's a whole new set of things you know it's not just a matter of remembering how to make uh you know a bronx cocktail there's a whole whole different skill set going on here than where we used to work so it you know it's it's great you know life's a learning experience it, it's cool but uh, I'm just saying it, it it's not like you're a bartender and you can go uh, all of a sudden boom you know yeah put put me in coach there's a lot to learn put me in coach yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I mean because that's I mean especially you know listeners with, with our experience like if I I'm my goal is I, I shit you not I I anticipating work in July 4th. And I, I tell the people out there that if you're really itching to work, go to banquet halls. This mm-hmm. is wedding season. Mm-hmm. You know, I, just just call them up, tell them that you're ready to work July 4th because that shows dedication because you know people are, who wants to work July 4th? I want to be at a barbecue, eating like a gentleman, drinking like a gentleman, catching up with family and friends. You think I want to be at, a, at someone's wedding, mm-hmm. watching them have fun, and, you know, but that's the dedication and that's, that's cutting the corners and that's, that's what's, you know, the, that's cutting the line because it's showing that you're more eager. So this is the time to work and, and, and rock it out. I mean, really, I mean, this is the time and this is the wedding season and banquet halls are looking for people. You could be like a, you could be like a contract bartender at different places. You could be like an on-call bartender where they call you when they need you. Right. So this is, that's a per- perfect time to, uh, to work a gig is July 4th or any holiday. Right. You know, or even, yeah, even the day before holiday, whatever it is. Yeah. That's funny. You mentioned that because, uh, somebody, I was talking to this guy who plays in a band and he was saying, I, I'm doing a, a gig, a wedding, uh, uh, you know, he plays in a band and he's playing a gig on Wednesday. I was like, Wednesday, that's such a weird day for a wedding. 
And then when you just mentioned that, I realized, oh, the next day's a holiday, so maybe that's why they did it on a Wednesday. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah. And uh, another thing that, you know, is funny that popped into my mind was, um, you know, we talk about all the time about, you know, go out to bartenders and go to, like, live settings, whether it's, uh, you know, a bar or a restaurant, and, you know, ask that bartender for advice. You know, slow nights, I was talking to a bartender, and, and you know, and I was telling them about the show, and, and they knew about the show, but they were saying, like, I would love for someone to come when it's a slow night, because, you know, it, it, it would help, help me when I'm lonely. Right. You know, that's something we never really talked about, but when it's really slow, whether it's during the day or at night, you know, go to a little bartender, bring a notepad, make sure you tip, right. but ask questions, you know, and it's, it, that, that bartender could be your mentor or, or possibly land you a gig or tell you where to, you know, or vouch for you for another place. Uh, yeah, that's so true. Utilize that stuff, you know? Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Uh, I was at a, uh, I was at a place the other night. Um, I, I do sound for bands sometimes, and uh, I just I was doing sound for the band, but I went up to the bar and got a drink and started talking to the bartender, and uh, you know he's an interesting interesting guy, and uh, I, I didn't tell him I was a bartender, but um, we had an interesting conversation about cocktails and bartending and all, all kinds of stuff. So I'm sure I I can't think of anything specific, but I'm sure I picked up some uh, useful knowledge there in that conversation. Yeah. Uh, it's. I knew a guy. I went to a party. My friend had a big party at his house, and his neighbor is a uh, bartender. And I met him a few times. But he uh, he was like a weekend warrior, kind of like what, what what I was doing. Like being, you know, he had a corporate job. Mm-hmm. And he'd work bartending, and uh, on the weekends. And what he did was he he quit his corporate job, and he just went full time into bartending. Yeah. And he wanted he wants to become an actor. Hmm. So he just started. He just working at nights as a bartender and he's, he's going to acting classes and all that during the day. So I was like, hey, you know, you got a dream, go for it, you know? It's an exciting time in the bartending business right now, and you know, we've been watching that movie, uh, Hey Bartender, and you, you know what's going on. I mean, there's there's bartender, there's bartenders like rock stars now if, you get in the, if you're in the right place, the right situation. So, um... Keep at it and and dream big, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know that. I gotta tell you, I watching Hey Bartender. I mean, I and I don't even predict. I think what like um like the movie Pumping Iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno, those like the bodybuilding documentary. What that was to bodybuilding, I think that Hey Bartender will be the new direction for bartenders that it will be referred to. I, I predict it will be sh- shown in bartending schools. Mm-hmm. I, I will think it will inspire generations to come as to be a bartender because it blew me away, man. It, I mean, I watched it. I watched it twice and it just like, I was just like, holy shit to the point where it made me like realize like my flair is like the whole, the whole, first of all, the whole rock star sage bartender it, that's that's brilliant. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're you're all three. You know what I mean? Like after watching that, it made me realize that. And I I found my shoebox of all old drinks, and I just started learning all like old drinks, like the Pink Lady, Grasshopper, Golden Cadillac, you know, a, a, a Good Night Kiss, like all these old vintage drinks that I never thought of making because no one would ever ask. I, I'm just I'm just committing them to memory. Yeah, to think out of the box, you know, just to bring a different flavor to the mix, and 
Yeah, well, there's a lot. There's a lot to that. The old school cocktails, but um, there's a lot of knowledge in that movie too. And uh, I don't think it's a problem if I quote from the movie. I wrote down a couple. Here's some that I thought were especially insightful. There was a quote from one of the owners of a bar in the movie, and he goes, you'll hear a lot of people talk about how the bar is a stage and the bartender has a starring role. He says, I want my bartenders to have a supporting role and the customers to be the stars. I was like, wow, that's deep, man. I like that. And that that's kind of what we preach when you talk, when you talk about, you know, this is the, the customer's moment. This is not the bartender's moment, right? Yeah. You know, listen, bro, I got to say, man, we it's like we're on the same vibe that on the same page yeah talking about you know we've been doing this shit since beginning of 2013 but we're like on the same we're we're preaching the same shit man you know that's what we're bringing to the table and i wrote it's funny i did the same thing i was watching and i thought of quotes the quote where bartenders like the royalty of the working class right working class and uh one of the owners, this blew this this blew me away. But one of the owners, I forget his name, but he said something to the effect where he goes, "I don't care if you're a dishwasher, if you're a waiter, if you're a bartender. The goal is to do whatever you're doing and bring it to a level of art." Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just to bring it to that level. I was just like, "Holy shit!" And he I said mean. something about passion or something too. I, yeah, I remember that moment too. That that moment struck me also in the movie. Here was another one. He says, uh, uh, I don't think it was the same guy, but uh, somebody says, no one wants to be a regular at a place if they don't get treated special. So that's interesting, right? Nobody, Nobody's going to come back and be a regular at your bar if they don't feel special, if they don't feel um, wanted, needed, uh, appreciated. Yeah. Right. I just, it, like, it, it inspired me. I, actually, I wrote down, you want to bring it to a level of art. Mm-hmm. That movie inspired me when Steve got his principal bartending ja- you know, jacket. Yep. It, 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 to me, it was like almost like a, a martial arts you know, ceremony when someone's awarded a black belt. Yeah, yeah. Well, he started... Really, it was just it was that, like, really... I was like, wow. I mean, it was, it was like, so well-deserved, and it just, you know... Well, in the beginning, he started. He said he started as uh, basically the barback's barback, <laughs> an apprentice. He was, uh, you know, he was assistant to the barback, and so he worked his way up to principal bartender. It was, uh, you know, it was a it was a journey, right? Yeah, I mean that that in itself. I mean, it's the, that level of what he does. I mean, it's just like it's uh, it's like the um, it's like the Porsche. Of bartending, the, you know the the high end luxury car bartending. You know, it's it really is, it was really remarkable. And when he, he you know, I don't want to give. I, first of all, I recommend everyone go see it. I mean, especially if you if you're a bartender, and you're starting out. But just the quotes, even when the bartender is talking about the best part is the last drop of the drink mm. that comes out of the mixing tin, mm-hmm. and the whole build up of the drink and all that, and it's just. Uh, that and and the whole thing of the rock star mixology, the mar- rock star bartender stage, you know, I just, I mean, it's huge, man. And and we talk about all the time how to find your own flair and. Well, and they also talk about tales of the cocktail, which I'm going to soon. I can't wait. That's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, it's, it's, I, that's going to be huge, man. I, and the, the next Vegas show, when is that going to be? Uh, what was it? Uh, springtime, I guess. In the, so like in the spring. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, definitely want to go to that, man. Yeah, you gotta. We'll have a blast. You know that would that would be huge. And uh, another thing uh, that gets frustrating, we talked about on the prior shows, is that a lot of information out there. When you're learning drinks and you're learning recipes, stick to one source. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because right. people are like, you can, you know, you can go to one source. They make a screwdriver this way. They make it that way. Just stick to one source. You, you know, we talk about all the time pouring. You're aware of pouring. You know, four counts an ounce, six counts an ounce and a half, eight counts, you know, two ounces. Just be familiar with that because it, you can easily get frustrated by all the different ingredients that you know, all the different ways and. Yeah, but yeah, you can you can go and uh, take your information from one source, like you say, but then um, maybe put your own little uh, twist on it too, you know, and experiment exactly. with it. You you can go to a bar and there'll be three different bartenders, and I guarantee you, uh, on certain drinks, each bartender makes it their own way. Yeah, like you said, you make it your own flair. So yeah, absolutely. Well, dude, I, again, I just want to, you know, congratulate you on your uh, your, your journey and uh, rock that out because the, you're stepping it up big time with the responsibility and the whole thing. And uh, what are what are your main drinks that are you making there? Well, it's it's an Irish pub, so there's a, there's a lot of beer, but there's there's a lot of real nice beers, craft beers, uh, Guinness, of course. We do black and tans. We do um, the I don't know. We do the baby Guinness shots. <laughs> we do. Um, but yeah, all kinds of mixed drinks too, and then there's a there's a little cocktail menu. So so far, I haven't made much off of their little cocktail menu, but um, I, I think that's coming too. Every every night, sort of a different vibe, you know. There's there's regulars coming for lunch. There's darts on Mondays. There's um, they do a cops and firemen appreciation night, so it's like you, there's open bar for twenty bucks or something on the first Friday of the month. This kind of thing. So there, there's all kinds of different crowds that come through there, and so every night. It's a little different. Every day is a little different. Um, I'll be working day shifts sometimes too. So uh, sometimes there's a band, sometimes there's a DJ. So it, all kinds of different people. So every night's every night's a little different, which is which is very cool. You know, very cool. I uh, I really honestly I'm impressed and I'm proud of you, man, because you you were persistent with that and. Uh... Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And to our listeners, of course, the reason we're telling you the story is not to toot my own horn or anything like that, but it's to uh, hopefully inspire you. Some of our listeners are young bartenders, aspiring bartenders who've actually never even been behind a bar before. So uh, hopefully we're helping you out here. We we hope we're giving you a little knowledge. And of course, don't limit yourself to our show only. There's other um, sources. There's lots of tons of books and websites and other podcasts even movies so um please keep at it don't give up keep in touch with us if there's anything we can do to help you please let us know all right i uh, i really honestly i'm impressed and i'm proud of you man because you you were persistent with that and uh like i said it's just a matter of time before you open up your own uh, joint so we'll see we'll see what happens with that it's a t- it's not an easy business that's it. I also want to just give out my condolences to uh, James Gambasini and his family. I, you know, the, the news that we heard about a week ago, a week and a half ago, that he passed away. It's, it's you know, it's, it's a bummer. Great actor, and uh, I just want to uh, vocalize my uh, sympathy to his family and friends. Yeah, yeah, I'll second that. Anybody who ever talked about him had nothing but good things to say, and you know, I admired his work very much. So uh, I, I couldn't agree more with that. So let's drink a toast to James Gandolfini. There was an episode in The Sopranos where his character uh, brought his family. There was a blackout or something, and they went to the uh, the restaurant, the Italian restaurant they always used to go to. And um, he made this toast to his family, and he said, uh, he said to his kids, someday soon you're going to have families of your own, and if you're lucky, you'll remember the little moments like this.
that were good. Cheers.